Well, hi, hello, everybody is back, is back. It is Lisa G back with another episode of the Fuck You Mentality podcast. Thank you everyone so much for listening. I have a super cool gal on the line with me today. Um, I was supposed to be actually going to San Diego to go to her salon, but you know, life and whatever, <laughs> busy, whatever. Um, my time management sucks just because of my schedule, but regardless, I have someone very special. Uh, we've been, we became friends on social media and we actually ended up meeting in person at one of the classes that I did. And from there, we've kind of stayed in contact and she has just grown exponentially. Um, and what really shocked me is that she's newer to the industry, which was kind of baffling to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like she, she has been doing it for at least like, you know, like five, six, seven, eight years now. Um, this individual is very inspirational because she has grown her social media extremely quickly but just based off her skill set and being transparent and just being the what i think is the stylist that she's wanted to be um so without further ado why don't you introduce yourself who the hell are you yeah that's a good question who am i (laughs) my name is victoria um yeah i'm a stylist based out of san diego and i've been doing this for almost about two years it's going to be two years at the end of this year um technically and so yeah I mean I'm I'm a baby I'm a baby stylist I went to oh my god I don't even want to advertise it because like (laughs) I didn't have a good experience but I went to Mitchell the school in San Diego and um yeah I worked independently since I graduated and that's a whole other story but I've been working independently ever since I graduated so I'm like I was like even had I'm like should I say that I've been like refusing to say those two words, Paul Mitchell, because, oh, I had a horrific experience. Like I want my money back in a perfect world. I would get my money back. But, and I feel like that's a lot of people's experience. Most people, not everyone's, but most people's experience about beauty school. It was just like, you know, a big waste of time if I'm being honest and, and a waste of money, but that's honestly how I feel. So I like try not to say Paul Mitchell because you gotta run me my money, but I went to... (laughs) Mitchell the school San Diego and I graduated in like a year and yeah I've been working independently ever since that is that is it what's your uh what's your Instagram handle girl or gun girl or gun so for anybody who's listening this is girl or gun can you actually give me a backstory of where you got that that handle from <laughs> literally everyone asked me that and it's like the stupidest thing it's just something that I thought was going to be catchy and it kind of is, but I used to be like on Tumblr way back in the day. And there was this shirt that I really wanted. I was like 15. I really wanted this shirt. My parents wouldn't buy it for me, but it said a girl is a gun. And I just love that shirt. And I remember when I was sitting in beauty school, trying to decide on my handle, I didn't want to do the hair buy. I wanted to do something else. So I was like, what can I do? And then I don't know. I was like, oh, I, I stumbled upon a picture of that shirt. And I was like, oh, that would be kind of cute. And I played around with it. And I was like, girl or gun? I don't know. And I just, I was, I told myself that maybe it's just something temporary and it just ended up catching on. And now people call me that even in real life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's stuck and I too lazy to change it now. But I think it's pretty unique. Cause I mean, realistically it has nothing to do with hair. Right. And I think it's not anything to do with hair. Isn't that weird? Like, well, it's not weird, but I just thought like, I want to be a brand. I've always known that, that I want to be a brand. So I didn't want to brand myself as hair by, mm-hmm. um, I wanted something that I could put on labels in the far, far future. And I don't know, maybe that's something I can put as a label, like girl or gun. Cause it's yeah. short and catchy. And it's who you are. Yeah. 
and you have created this brand around girl or gun. Yeah. At this point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You have it. It's truly, it's been crazy to hear that. Don't even, it's not even two years yet. No, it's just the growth that has happened from the, you know, start to, to now that's fucking crazy. Yeah. It, re- it really, I step back sometimes and I'm like, this is a lot that I've done in such little time. And yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> did you ever think that you'd ever like, did you ever think that you like when you were going through school, like, did you really think that you were going to, you wanted to do all of this? I don't know why I couldn't get that out. Oh my God. <laughs> Me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was very intentional. Like I, it was funny because people think like, oh, you must've known you wanted to do this forever. And I'm like, no, it was actually like, I made the decision to go to beauty school and do hair like a month before I, I enrolled in beauty school. And when I enrolled, I was just like, I'm, I'm 23 at this point. I didn't end up doing what I thought I was going to do. I need to put my all into something. And I already knew that I was going to have to shell out this money. Like I, I did not have any financial assistance for my parents. So I was like, cause I was 23. And so I was like, I'm going to put my all in this. And I was very intentional of and what I was doing from the very beginning. And so I didn't waste any time. I started posting while I was in beauty school. Wow. Yeah. Um, you may think of a question. Oh, if you don't be asking, what did you originally want to do? I thought I was going to literally be, I don't know why I feel like this word is cringy, but a fashion designer, because I love sewing, like, my tattoos on my head. I love sewing. And I was doing the whole thing. Like I was, I, my account before it was my hair account. It was to sell my clothing that I made. So I would make tops, skirts, pants, whatever. And I was selling it and it was doing very well. But then it hit a point where I was getting so many orders and I was just sitting in my room. And I thought like, I, I began to hate it because of, I was just sitting there doing repetitive stuff and I didn't have time to like create new patterns and looks and stuff. And I just decided one day I was like, Oh God, I'm burnt out. This is something that I love to do, but I'm starting to hate it. And so that's when I knew like, I need to choose something I'm going to do as my career. And that sewing was just going to be a hobby of mine that I love to do on the side for myself. Yeah. That's okay. That's, oh, dude, that's, that's, you're so fascinating. I know that's a weird thing to say to somebody that you were just so fascinating. Um, Cause I remember when I met Victoria, she came to our extension class and, you know, she had never taken classes like that in person, right? I had only taken one and it was the, uh, Larissa love one. Yeah. So That's you were, right. the um, but she, you know, she's newer to the industry again and she's just had her whipping shit up and me and Morella both were like, Oh, like you must be doing this for a while. And she was like, no, like I just started doing it. You know, it hasn't been super long and, but I'm a seller, you know, like I know how to sew, but I mean, her stitches were fucking crazy. And like you just, the concept just like it clicked, like it was easy yeah. to just be like, here, do this. And you just, you just got it. And I feel like you're one of those people that are like that, you know, like you're kind of like the type to, you know what? I think this is really interesting. I'm going to put my all in it. I'm going to learn everything there is to know about this. And I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go for it artistically things have always clicked in that aspect school absolutely not it even shows because in beauty school I I hated it there so I think just school in general isn't my thing but artistically yes things click pretty easily in that regard for me I'm the exact same way I'm an artist I'm not a business major by any stretch (laughs) by any fucking stretch you ask me about numbers or anything like that absolutely not I'm just an absolute idiot when it comes to that but anyway um so with something that really stuck out to me with with Victoria is the fact that she is newer, but she has exponentially grown her success just basically overnight. Um, Not because of 
you know, not because of social media, not because of that, because of her actual skill set and the way that she has actually sold herself to society and as a stylist. And that's just, it's very admirable. And something that I want to ask with that, because I know I've had my own struggles with this, or what are some challenges you faced being newer in the industry, but also the position that you're in? Like at first I wanted to say imposter syndrome, but I just don't think that's like my top. If I had to choose three things I struggled with, that wouldn't be the top. Um, I would think the top definitely is financial literacy. Like, I feel like I think 10 steps ahead. And so for me, it's like, I feel like a lot of styles I had talked to that have been in the industry for a while, didn't really worry about being financially literate till like years, years down the road. And I knew that I needed to be financially literate ASAP to get to where I want to go and to take this career as far as I want to take it. So that's something that I'm still struggling with because I'm learning. It's a lot to learn. Again, numbers, like we both said, aren't our thing. Mm -hmm. So um, now that I have a personal assistant, which has changed the game for me, um, she's helping me with my profit and loss sheets, things like that. Things that I would not know how to do, I'm, I'm learning now. And she's actually really helping me in that aspect. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say I struggled with um, is uh, putting myself first. But again, like I was very intentional and I knew, and I th think a big reason why I did so much in so little time is because I was intentionally overworking myself in the first year, which kind of sounds like a psychopath thing to say, but I knew that if I put in this work in this year, I won't have to do it again. Yeah. And, and I didn't like now I, I'm now I'm kind of like unlearning some of the bad habits I picked up in that year of intentionally overworking myself. Mm -hmm. So um, now I'm just trying to reverse that and be like, oh, no, now I can be choosy and picky, things like that. And then the third would would be a little bit of imposter syndrome. But I don't ever let those feelings sit for very long. Um, I do. I do feel like I've grown a lot. And I've come to this place in my life at this age where I'm like, I like myself. I genuinely do. And I feel like anything that grows in me, that's like negative, I kind of put it away or I um, don't put it away, but like I shoo it away right away. You know, like I don't let it sit for too long and grow. I'm kind of at the point in my life where I am who I am and I'm, and I like it, you know, and that's why I feel like you have, that was the biggest challenge. I feel like to really um, stick strong in your convictions and, that helps you grow as a brand too. I mean, you know, as an artist, as a brand, like it's so much of that. Um, but those are my three, my three struggles, you know, mm -hmm. especially cause I'm still in the first year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what really stuck out to me with that is the, the financial literacy part. That's the, that's yeah. a, that's a first that I've heard coming from a stylist. Um, cause no one ever thinks about money. Right. Until no one does till it happens. And then you have contracts and you have taxes and you have so much shit that goes into it. And I think something yeah. that really, I think what's kind of beautiful and I, I don't know the story behind this, but I can sympathize just by like your, your energy behind it, being an independent person right off the bat. Yeah. Um, it, you're just literally thrown to the wolves, you know, like it's your swim. Like there is no, like being an independent contractor, and this is something that I hope that anybody who's listening to this, I hope you guys understand this part of our careers. Being an independent contractor sounds like a beautiful thing, right? And it it's about money, like financial, you know, financial su success and like, you know, success or schedule with your, oh my gosh, 
Financial freedom, scheduling freedom, just a lot of freedom. But what they don't tell you or teach you about is the the business side of it, the legality side, um, how hard it is to keep up with inventory, how hard it is to keep up with, you know, all the products you have and all the clients that you have and scheduling and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think something to remember when you are trying to decide either commission or renter is are you financially literate? Do you know what that means? Do you understand what taxes are? Do you understand, you know, profit and loss sheets? Do you understand, you know, overhead and gross and net and like all that other stuff? But what's unfortunate is our industry is so goddamn money driven. Everyone's like, fuck everything else. I just want to make all this money. But it's like, where is that money going? Right. Or like, and if you're trying to grow and be stable in life, you have to know where you're putting that and why you're putting it there. It's crazy, you know, and that can't be done 10 years. I mean, it could be done 10 years down the road, but then all those 10 years have been wasted because your money wasn't being put in the right places. And yeah, it's right. so important. It's all systems. You got to create systems. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that it's been such a fucking huge topic of discussion in our industry. Like these past like few weeks, I feel like everybody yeah. on my TikTok, my Instagram, been like, oh, fuck commission, you know, be a renter and be a renter, be a renter. And I'm trying to, I want to respond to a lot of these things and be like, Hey, yeah. like you guys understand the actual financial aspect about this. Do you understand the business aspect about this? Yeah. I, but no one talks about it. No one actually talks about taxes and all that stuff. And like you said, just like the, the, the workload that comes with it, how you said working yourself to death, granted you built success, but what did it take to get to that? You know what I yeah. mean? And cause I, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok. I've seen the TikToks too of like, oh, like hustle culture is so bad. I'm like, I feel like people don't understand. Like that is such a privileged thing to say because some people hustling is their only way out of certain situations. Exactly. And so it's like, and also in some regard, you do kind of have to hustle. Like, you know, it's not always toxic. It is the reality of like, like building this, this business, you know, and standing on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. Hustle culture only swallows you up if you let it. Right. Yeah. And I think something us as hairdressers that we need to be more mindful of is teaching the younger stylists. It's not necessarily a good or bad thing. I think we need to stop using those words and saying, like, right. oh, rental is the best, right? And commission's terrible or commission's the best. Renters, renters bad. I think something that we need to remember is that what works for some people works for some people. Right? right. And we need to be mindful about teaching them on what those things are. Cause exactly like hustle culture is exactly what you make of it. Hustle culture is sometimes needed to get out of situations. Like you said, um, I can testify. I'm sure you can testify to that, but what we're not talking about is the steps in these hustle culture. They're only talking about the bad things. Like they're not actually talking about like the, the happiness and the trials and tributes, right? We're only just discussing like, oh, fuck, you worked yourself to death or yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I know I'm just rambling, but we're, you know, hustle culture is a really big thing with this podcast. And it's to hear from other individuals, like how hustle culture has affected them. And the common denominator that I've noticed with every single one of them is hustle culture is not bad because it's not. It's not bad. It's actually needed to thrive in this industry, but we need to reframe how we view hustle culture. So that, that. way it doesn't become bad. That. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, that's so beautiful that you, that you know that like you have that knowledge already and that's just going to propel you even forward. And I think it's our job now, you know, as people who have kind of lived a little bit through it, to help other smaller, newer people that want to become content creators or whatever in this industry, learn 
the positive aspects about hustle culture and how to actually use it to benefit your business. Right. So that leads me to my second question. What has social social media been like for you? Everything. <laughs> I'm like, where do I go with this? But I mean, I feel like, I guess when I was like answering this question in my notes, when you sent it to me, I was thinking like, I was just thinking right away, negative comments, you know, because that's so many people's question to me. It's like, oh, how do you deal with that? Because they read my stuff, you know, even my clients read my things. And like, part of me, yeah, sometimes it takes a toll and it is draining, but also part of me is like, I don't care. You know, again, back to the thing of like, I like myself. I like what I do and I stand by everything I do. So I don't know. I think now, like as a person, naturally, I've always been very, um, I've been, a, you know, very like quick witted and I, I do tend to have more of a reactive personality in real life, but on social media, I've realized like, it's not even worth your time, you know, like, <laughs> and like, who knows if this like person that's like saying all these ugly things is like actually like this, like 15 year old person behind the keyboard and it's like if I'm being honest I wasn't the nicest person at 15 either you know what I'm saying so it's like it's not even worth it so I've learned to like not respond you know to 99% of the negative comments and just focus on the positive because those are the people that are really supporting you and helping you grow so I would think that has been the biggest struggle with social media other than that like it would just be posting you know now that I have my personal assistant like actually now I want to edit my content in bulk and post like more than once a day. Um, that's my new goal. Um, when I go comes to social media and that's what I have a lot of questions with you for, cause you and Morella are like beasts when it comes to like posting. I feel like you always have content. Like I only have one video a day, which is <laughs> not enough. Well, I guess it depends, but Honestly, I that more. Really, yeah, that really depends. Yeah, it depends, but I would like to have more. It's, and to answer, like to talk about that, um, it's funny because I envy a lot of other people. Like I envy, yeah. I hell, I even envy you just how put together your videos are and how just they're very detail oriented, you know? Um, I personally don't have work-life balance at all. Like I would love to say, and the whole point of my brand, the fucking mentality was to create work-life balance, but to touch base on what you said, you know, the first year, the first like three to five years of your business are the, the hardest, the most crucial. Yeah. Then the first year of your business is really where you got to go balls to the wall, especially when it comes to being an entrepreneur, yeah. being self-made, being, being, you know, your own entity is a brand. Um, so I just live, breathe, eat, sleep editing. Ooh, I don't really know. I'm home. I'm like at night and I'm like, on my phone, like, you know, and I'm like posting the next day, the video I just had edited, but that's why I want to start learning. I, I also feel like in this industry, like, do we, are we ever going to have work-life balance? I feel like the real answer is no, you know, I mean, we can try. And I think, you know, there's things we can do to help a little bit, but real reality is there's never going to be a perfect work-life balance in this industry with what we're trying to do. No. <laughs> um, and that's just the reality. And yeah, that's reality. I, I totally, I sympathize with that because I, it's something that I've just dealt with, I mean, I've been doing it for 10 years. Right. But I've only really been on social media for the last like three ish. I mean, yeah. It's like, well, you weren't on it three years before, prior. What do you mean? You said social media, you weren't on social media. Not really. I mean, I was not like this though, but not actively. Okay. Yeah. yeah not actively. 
um, I didn't really start like posting, posting the way that I do now until, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I lied. I've been in California for a year. Like right? a year? I transitioned. It's so it's been like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. I'd say like how I'm doing it now. Yeah. Um, everyone always talks about birth life balance, right? Like everyone's like, oh, like you got to have work life balance. Like you're going to bring yourself out. Da, 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 da. But I feel like they're kind of needing to switch that narrative too. Cause yeah. there, ultimately there really isn't work life balance. Like is, mm-hmm. is when you take that quote unquote break, that's when everything else starts dying down. Right. And you start dying to down or piling up, you know, cause oh, you're actually just ignoring things. Exactly. You just, right? yeah. And something that I personally, I know that I struggle with, I have wild ADHD, wild ADHD, and I'm now medicated as an adult, but unlearning a lot of things that I started out with early on in my career that have actually led me into a spinal injury. I have to unlearn those, A. And B, as someone who has ADHD, I can't fucking focus on anything. So I, I just do everything as I can, you know? Like if I want to edit, if I want to sit down and edit all day long, I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to spend all day on a Saturday and film, I'm going to do that because it's what makes me happy. And it's what fuels me as an individual. Yeah. So I wish personally, I just, I wish more styles were just open about that. Like just talking yeah. about like, yeah, like I don't have work-life balance and I do love to work a lot. And cause I love working. I love my fucking job. So I feel like why is there such like a, a bad rap about it? You know, like, oh gosh, you gotta have work-life balance or, oh gosh, you don't want to work that much. When like, I just, I fucking love what I do. <laughs> Yeah. I could do all day long if I want, if I could, you know. That's that's the only way you become successful is like if you genuinely like what you're doing, you know. Right. It's like you can't force this, you know. No, at all. Um, with well, fuck, I lost my question. I had it earlier. <laughs> I should have it down. Um. Oh yeah. So with you trying to batch batch create, what's that look like for you? Like, have you found anything that works for you? Like, is there anything that you're doing that's changing? No, I honestly haven't even started. I just hired my assistant Maggie like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And so I would like, I've seen people do it. And what they do is they sit down for like one day out of the month or one day out of, a, of the week or two weeks, whatever, what have you, and bulk edit mm-hmm. all the footage they have in their phone. And then they use an app kind of like Planoly or something to organize everything. And it automatically posts for you, or at least because you've already had it edited and you have all your um, captions written out already. You just press post. Yep. So you're, I'm not sitting there every day and like meticulously editing each video every day. It's just done one day out of the month or the week. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I want it to look like. Nice. Have you, you yeah. haven't read it yet? No. No. Okay. No. This is just what I want to do. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I have tried, I don't know how many times. I thought that's what you and Morella did though. Because <laughs> you always have a bunch of stuff to post. Her and I are one and the same where we can batch, we can batch, I batch edit for sure. Okay. I don't, I, I don't batch post, I guess. Like I, even my boyfriend, he called me out about it. He was like, do you just wake up and post? And I was like, yes. That's what I do too. Yes, yes I do. I wake up, I post. It's the first thing I do when I wake up, I drink water yeah. and then I grab my phone, answer comments, answer DMs as much as I can emails post on my Instagram, my TikTok. Uh, I, I do Snapchat. I think that's it. Right. Yep. Um, any free moment in the rest of my day, if I have something to post, I'll post. Or if I, plus I, I also edit rather quickly. Um, only if it's like half-assed stuff, you know, like little like fun yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I just, I'm like, Hmm, 
this looks cool. I'm going to upload right now. I don't know. I, there's no like rhyme or reason. So that's something that I want to work on is my rhyme and reason. Yeah. It's very random. Mm -hmm. But then you, I go back and forth like, well, well, that is kind of like my brand. I am kind of random. But then I'm like, no, like, that's not really how you grow. And they're like, well, but I'm still really random. How, you know, it's just fucking back and forth bullshit. But uh, it's funny that you say that. I've never heard, no one's ever complimented me on that. So thanks. <laughs> well, that's what it seems like. And so I was like, dang, like I need to hop on the horse of like just batch editing and things like that. Mm. But it's hard. It's easier said than done. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And plus I have found uh, a good routine with it too. Like it just, yeah. I incorporate it in like my daily life. So that's, that's why. Yeah. But and I've, I've talked to a lot of other professionals who, uh, who do batch edit, batch create, and then upload to Planoly. I, I can't fucking figure it out. Like how to use the app or what? I I've done it before, but I, I always, okay. So I always get tripped up with connecting it to my business Facebook and then turning the account into a business profile. It's this whole fucking thing. Mm -hmm. But I also have a little bit of control issues because I kind of want to post it, see what it looks like. Cause I stare at my posts after I post them. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. uh, I can only I, watch it so many times or I'll delete. Cause I'll be like, I hate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I post and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I, Oh fuck. I got, Oh, there's so many things I need. To I just leave it. I'm like, don't look at it ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the reality of being a content creator. Like this is literally our life. I know that's what goes through my head on a daily basis. Um, that So I have another question then. So as someone who has really used social media to their advantage, like what, I don't want to say mentally, because if you don't want to talk about that, you don't have to, but like what, yeah, like what mentally has gone through your head since starting all that? Because, you know, you, you deal with a lot of hate comments. I deal with a lot of hate comments. Like what yeah. do you, what have you learned, dealt with, with all that stuff? I guess I've learned so much, but yeah, like, I guess, honestly, like you can't, I don't know if that's like the right thing to say, but like, Me you either. can't really care too much, you know, just like post, like, and, you know, stand behind what you post. Like, you know, if you did this color correction, you love it. You can't let like those negative comments make you doubt that, you know, and things like that. But I mean, yeah, it's just, I guess self-control too, because like I said, I'm like naturally such a little fighter sometimes in real life where it's like, and at the beginning, like I would go off, like I would be like, fuck you. Fuck like, you yeah. <laughs> and like, now I'm just like, man, like it's probably like, like I said, probably like a little kid behind the screen. Like, do I really need to be cussing out like a 15 year old? <laughs> no, we don't need to be doing all that. So just like ignoring it and, and focusing on what's important. And that's the people who are, you know, sending you positivity and like reposting your posts, my clients, cause they're definitely the backbone of my career. And like, they're always behind everything I do. I even see my clients coming for my like haters in the comments too. And I'm like, I love you guys, but don't even waste your time. Cause, but I love them for it. <laughs> my clients are the best. So just, just um, being intentional on what I'm focusing on being intentional in general is what I'm what I've learned. How have you, how, how have you learned that? Like how you've, I feel like you learned that very early. So what yeah. have you done that has helped you learn that? That's a good question. Um, I guess back to my whole first year of like hustling my way to this point, I had, I thought about it when I was in beauty school. I'm like, okay, what do I want? And how am I going to get that? 
And that's when I decided like, I'm going to work my ass off. Like the first year I'm going to go so hard. And then the second year I'm going to break everything down and be selective and be intentional. And I, so that's like how I planned it. I was like, okay, I'm going to work my ass off, build this like massive clientele, this following on social media. And all while I'm doing that, take notes mentally of like, what am I not enjoying? And what am I starting to enjoy more than I thought I would? And then in the, in my following year, make sure to do more of what is affecting me positively or what is, um, you know, driving me in passion and drop what is not. So whether that be clients that aren't serving me in the way that I need to be, you know, served because it's a two way street. It's like, you know, we, we give so much of ourselves, like mentally and physically behind the chair. If you have someone that is like a client, that's like bullying you in any way, or kind of like belittling you or just not, or giving you anxiety, even like you need to move on from them or services. Like it could be services too, that are not serving you the way that you envision your career to be like, leave that behind. So I guess that's how I learned. Right. Is like, I took notes mentally of like what I wanted to continue doing in my second year and what I wanted to leave behind in my first year. So. Wow. Does that make sense? I feel like oh, that's, 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 uh, that's pretty impressive, honestly. <laughs> well, uh, the reason why I say that is, I mean, maybe, well, uh, partially has to do with, I know I personally was raised in the industry where it was total opposite of that. You know, you just, you do, you took what you took and you, you just made the money. And like, I was a part of like the nasty hustle culture side of the, the industry. And it is so beautiful that it's starting to evolve. Thank fucking God. Um, so I guess like hearing this, it's like, how the fuck she learned that so easily? You know, I should say, I should say, I haven't said it. And maybe I should have said that in my intro. Before I even thought about going to beauty school, I was a receptionist in a salon for two years. So while I had no intentions at that time of being a stylist, I'm very observant because even in my uh, years as a waitress, like I am very observant. So I noticed, you know, what people were doing, especially when I was there, because I was really sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. as a receptionist. And so I would I would see things and I remember taking notes. I'm like, I would always say like, oh, if I was in this industry, this is what I would do and what I wouldn't do. And I saw like, you know, the toxicity, but also what people could be doing to grow their careers more that they weren't doing. So I guess that also gave me an advantage. And so that's something that I would probably give like newbies advice on is like, if you are in beauty school, work as a receptionist, because you're going to learn a lot just sitting there and watching. And so when you graduate, you know, you know, where you want to create boundaries right away with other people and with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can, you can see, you have a behind the scenes, um, seat to like, you know, the chaos of a salon. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I learned a lot in those two years. And that was like prior to me even having a clue that I was going to go to beauty school. So, but I remember everything. And so I took mental notes. Hmm. Yeah. That's a really smart. If anyone who's listening, that's a very way, easy way to humble yourself. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you get, I mean, really you have the upper hand at that point, you know, to say, Oh, well, like I've already done X, Y, Z. So that even gets your foot in the door to a different salons. That's actually really, really smart. And beauty school too. That I already, cause I had learned so much those two years and that was like right before I went to beauty school. I also worked at a different salon as a receptionist while I was in beauty school. So I was continuously learning and I had two 
prior salon experiences without even ever having my license, if that makes sense. Cause I was watching everything they did. I was watching the owners of the salon, how they would behave. I was taking mental notes on that. I was taking mental notes on like the employees, the stylists and like how they would behave, how they would work, what was working for them and why it was working for them. And also what they could have been doing differently. I was just mental notes the whole time. You're so. very smart. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, that's the smartest thing you probably could have done. Yeah. I think that was the best decision. It was, even though technically it wasn't intentional, but it was intentional while I was in school to work at that yeah. second salon as a receptionist. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I wanted to bring you on here because I just really enjoyed your career. Thank of you. course, like, I don't, of course, I don't know, like the, the struggles and the behind the scenes. I don't know that. And I will never, ever look at somebody and be like, oh my God, they haven't made. Cause they don't. Cause I know, yeah. I know what it takes. I know how hard it is to actually build the success that you've built. Granted, we're not, we're on different wavelengths, right? Like you've built a totally different success than I have, but I know, and I, I see the hard work. So I, I look at you and I'm like, damn, man, she out here fucking doing the goddamn thing, you know? And that's, it's very inspirational as someone who too, I'm newer to social media. I mean, I'm doing hair for a while, but like I'm newer to social media. So I even, even like seeing your community and seeing what you've built has been very like, well, fuck. Okay. If she can do it, I can do it too. You know? Um, and I, I think the moral of this is looking at somebody as, as community versus competition. Yeah. Ultimately, yes. Victoria is in San Diego, which is about an hour for me, but that's the thing. She's an hour from me. She's, we're not in competition with each other. We do to two totally different things. We are two totally different people. Yeah. I love her success just because of a, her as you as an individual, you know, obviously, but also just like seeing the growth and I knowing that you were newer and knowing that you were like balls at a wall, just trying to learn it and do it all, you know, put it all on social and just create this brand. I think that's where like, I built even more, more respect for you. Like when I met you and I was like, fuck, you know, she's really just trying, trying it and doing it. Like just seeing what it, how it works. Yeah. Um, but still creating that community with other hairdressers and other individuals and not being the stereotypical hairdresser that, you know, gets a little weird with other hairdressers. That's one of the things I learned while I was a receptionist, because I was like, I, at the same time, I was like, why are all, because I felt that competitiveness and it's fine because I am a naturally competitive person, but it's when you let it get the best of you, you know, and you, I, I saw what it was to like, feel like the next person is taking from you. But in reality, that was never the case. You know, even though I saw two styles, I would feel that way. I'm like, but you guys aren't actually taking from each other. Mm -hmm. And actually you're attracting two different clientels and you do two different things. So it's like, it's never actually a competition, yeah. you know? So it's important to know that, like, even if you, you think that you're so similar to someone, it's like, but you're not, you know? Yeah. And again, you, that's finding your individuality and branding yourself as a, again, cause it could be copy and paste. And I feel like people get caught up in that copy and paste world that was Instagram. I remember, I forgot if it was a podcast or a video of yours. And I like could not have agreed more where you were like, a lot of people were getting away with not having a personality on Instagram and that they can't get away with on TikTok, which is why they don't like TikTok. And I was like, yep, yep, yep. Oh my God. Yes. And I, I want to touch base on that. Cause I talk about this a lot. I don't talk a lot about it on my social because it definitely starts. Oh, yeah, it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but let's 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 do a quick little dive into this. 
Instagram, no one can tell me that I'm wrong on this. Instagram is the reason for mental health. Like point by Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but yeah. Because Instagram has allowed people to become become these individuals that are not real. It's just facades. It's facades. It's all facades, all fake. And even as even as people in our industry, when they that's why I made another podcast episode about filters. On Instagram, you can create this portfolio that is stunning, right? That is absolutely beautiful to the naked eye, right? But what we're what we're not doing is being realistic because there's filters. There's a lot of editing involved. There's a lot of makeup. There's a lot of very unrealistic expectations that have been created by social media, which then in turn creates this expectation for the client, for people like us, anybody that I can't look like that because I don't have the body or I don't have the hair or I don't have the makeup or I don't have this, this, and this. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that people that were grew up in the Instagram world and who are like, you know, veterans of the hair industry can't do TikTok because they don't know how to be authentic. They don't know how to be vulnerable. They don't know how to like talk on a camera. Like they don't, they don't know how, but it's created this strange fucking divide between us newbies and these vets. Yeah. I'm like, guys, we should, I'm asking y'all questions about IG because I don't fucking understand Instagram. TikTok, that's my bread and butter. You know, like those are my homies. We should, come on, man. Like we should be helping each other out. Like you don't know how to fucking film yourself on a TikTok. Like, let me help you and help me with Instagram, you know? So it, it, it cracks me up. And, and there's been a couple of, of vets that have agreed with me who mm-hmm. I've now created relationships with. And they're like, fuck, you're kind of right. You know, like they've said to me, like, how do you, how do you cuss on, on TikTok? And I'm like, you just say, no, it gives a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> fucking cares. And they're like, what? You know, like, I don't have to be so careful. And I'm like, no. You don't, but it, it's, it's funny though. Cause not, not everyone agrees with that. Yeah. And that's fine. It's like, they're right. You know, like it's do you own like, you know, but that's the beauty of it. It's like, you can be, and you, you don't have to be like, you could be you, like you can literally do you. Yeah. You can, you can actually love who you are. <laughs> that part. You, can, you can actually do that. That's when you said that, like I, you embrace who you are, like you, your individuality, that is that's incredible. I, I personally am newer to that journey and I'm still kind of like, like I'm, I'm you have to get, Oh, it's like a hill. And like, yeah. I feel like as women, in any women in any industry, it's like, even at home, I felt this where it's like, everyone's trying to humble you. And like women have this thing where like, why is it just women who need to be so humble? Like, why is it such a sin for me to say, no, I, I think I'm the shit. Like, yeah. and maybe I am like, maybe is I that what the sin? Yeah. Like, right. You know? And like, I don't know what just happened. Oh, there we go. But yeah, it, I'm like, is that so wrong? And like, why is everyone trying? Like, if I think that I did this amazingly, or if I think I look so good here and people are like, yeah, but, but be humble, but be humble. And I'm like, Jesus F like, let me live in like, my like, awesomeness in my beauty, and like, let me be. Shout that shit to the mountaintops. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I love that, dude. I, I I feel like that's a big driving factor for you. It's just, I feel like I've heard it my whole life. It's like, you're pretty, but but be humble or you're so talented, but, but, but be humble. Like, don't go say that. And I'm like, why can't I say it? Like, or what, like, what the fuck? Like, so now I, yeah, I'm just like, I threw that out the window and that's been so like freeing, you know, mm-hmm. like I can be all these things and I can know it. 
and I can be proud to say it. Like I can say it out loud and it's not a bad thing to say. Right. Yeah. That, that, that I, I sympathize with that feeling when I launched the fuck you mentality, the, the, like the fucks given, you know, I was like, it was like, it was like the moment I launched it, like, okay. So the moment I launched it, I, I went right onto a therapy call because I launched it and then I went to talk to my therapist. So I hadn't checked my socials. I hadn't seen anything. Right. And she was asking me like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel like this weight, this like really, really big weight on like my heart and my chest and everything has just finally, like it just vanished. Cause it finally, like, I do not give a fuck about anything, you know, like I, I do, I do love who I am and I'm st- every day. I'm still learning different things about myself and, you know, yeah. therapy is a whole other thing. And that's helped me with, you know, my career and a lot of other things, but exactly. It's like, why can't I just say, I don't give a fuck. Like what is so wrong with that? Or like as a female, exactly. Like, why can't I create a brand that's about not giving a fuck, you know? Oh, that's yeah. not ladylike saying fuck is not yeah, ladylike. It's like, Oh, like ladies and women have to be this. They have to be this. And it's like, why? Why do, they, why do they have to be in this in this bubble of what society thinks I should be? Like you have to be proper. You can't say that, you know, or like you can't think that of yourself. But you are that. But don't think that. Like right. And, like, and it's so funny you say that because now I'm thinking about like the first salon I worked at. She was like, "You have to wear heels. You have to wear makeup. You have to wear. You can't wear Converse's. I remember that was one of the things. You can't wear jeans." fuck, what was it? There's like a couple of things. And it was because of that. Like you had to fit the stature of being a very feminine hairdresser. Right. It's like hair done, makeup, heel. Who the fuck wears heels to work anymore? <laughs> if any of y'all listen to this, if any of y'all do, please stop. You will end up with a full-blown arthritis, spinal injury, fucked up head. Dr. Scholl's and my back's still breaking. So I can't even imagine. No, literally, right? Mm. <laughs> So I think it's really cool to connect with other artists, female artists, not even just male, because male, I, we don't have to talk about gender here, but you know, I feel like men are very easily, it's very easy for men to not give a fuck. It's been, and they're like, everyone's like (gasps) at their feet. And I'm like, literally, but I digress, (laughs) but for, um, for us, it's, it's, it's really nice to, to, uh, connect with a, another female artist who also thinks the same way. Like it, it literally, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't like post what you want be happy about it. And be, if you, if you want to say that you are a blonde specialist, say it. Yeah. If you want to say that you specialize in dark hair, I can say that like my, uh, one of my upper, other episodes we were talking about you people don't give you the status you give it yourself yeah like if you are girl or gun like that is who you are like i am victoria and i'm girl or gun what's up that because people always i'm sure you get the same questions or similar ones it's like oh like well you know questions of basically like what does it take and like it takes like it takes confidence and like no one can give that to you besides yourself, you know, like you can't. And also it takes a little bit, to be honest, a little bit being a little bit delusional maybe because you have to have this overconfidence that's going to allow you to put yourself so out there because I feel like that's a lot of the problem. People don't want to put themselves out 
there and that's holding them back, you know? So it's like, I've really just faked, faked it until I'm, until it actually became a reality for me. Cause yeah, like at one point at my early youth and just so many, so many other girls at the same time, we, we had our like self-esteem on the floor, you know? And I just, one day was like, no, like, I, I just don't want to do that anymore. And I had to lie to myself. And I was like, no, like I am confident. I am all these things. And then I don't even remember at one point where I truly, truly believed it. And now I'm here and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of it is confidence above anything else, above talent, above personality. Like it's confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, and cause that protrudes first. People can see that before you say anything or do anything. They can see that. Yeah. Confidence is not taught, it's learned. You learn confidence over years, experience, um, and just, yeah, like faking it till you make it, the the reality of it. And I feel like you've you've truly embodied that. And again, that's very inspirational just to see another artist, same age, same, you know, fuck how many years you've been doing it. It really doesn't matter. It's the fact that you've, you've really encapsulated that idea right off the bat. Yeah. So you've, you've created this incredible brand that, I mean, isn't even as someone like myself is very inspired by, and I feel like other, if, hopefully by listening, people listening to this podcast, they see you, if, if they already don't, you know, to listen to you and to see like you as a, you as a stylist, like your individuality and like how you've grown into this so quickly, but also like how, how much it's really helped you and how it's, it's built your success. Um, and if there's any advice you could give to the newbies and to anybody, not even, let me, let me stop saying this. You are newer, but it literally does not matter. Cause I'm new to social yeah, media. So I'm a newbie to social media. So it literally doesn't fucking matter. Use an individual. The fresh out of Cosmos was what you're saying. Yeah. The fresh out of Cosmos. Yeah. 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 Um, if you could give any advice to anyone, realistically, uh, what would it be? Oh my God. I cannot say this enough. Stop asking and taking advice from people who haven't accomplished what you're set out to accomplish because just because you love your mom, your husband, your sister, if they have not done or are not currently doing what you are trying to do, take what they're saying with a a, a tiny grain of salt, if at all, (laughs) but stop doing that. Cause that's like something I hear from so many people. It's like, I'll tell them a piece of advice because they're coming to me for advice. And then they're like, well, but my best friend said this, is said best friend doing what you want to do? Like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have to say to all the new, the new bees. <laughs> I like that. Don't take advice from people who haven't lived it. It's poison. It really is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. I'm like, it's like really sitting with me. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Until, until someone has walked a day in the shoes that you are trying to, to walk in. Yeah. They, they're, their words have no validity. None. No. None. No. Yeah. Because I look back and I'm like, how much, well, what's that word? Like when people give you advice, but you didn't ask for it. Like, um, Oh, unsolicited un- advice. Unsolicited advice. Yeah. I got so much unsolicited advice from everyone. And I was like, if I even listened to any of that, I would not be here right now. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I'm proud of myself for, for not doing is that, you know, Mm-hmm. But it's a hard thing to do because, you know, you love these people most of the time that are giving you this advice and it's not from an ingenuine place, but those are not the people you should be taking advice from. Right. So it's like, it's a, it's hard, but that is my piece of advice. If anyone's seeking it out. Yeah. 
that brought me to my question and I fucking it left my brain and I'm I don't know. I ramble and <laughs> no you don't it's it's like you're giving me all these like ideas and these thoughts and whatever um fuck think about it think about it <laughs> oh it was a, it was a pretty good question oh I mean so have you have you personally asked like were there some people that you asked like hey like how'd you do this or whatever yeah or- like I guess what are some artists that you you you're aspired by uh, aspired so many people like I follow so like 90% of my TikTok Instagram is like hairstylists so like I couldn't even name them all but like you for sure and Morella Jay Edwards who I've got got to shadow like Larissa Love I went to one of her classes I really loved her journey and, and her um vibe and everything gosh so Gina Bianca I don't know if you follow her. She, I know she's a stylist in Connecticut, like a master color correction stylist. I feel like I know who that is. Yeah. I love, um, oh my gosh. I cannot remember their names, but destroy the pe- two people have destroy the hairdresser podcast. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. have helped shape my career. Love mm-hmm. them. So many people, so many people. And, um, maybe I'm not seeking out everyone. Like I'm like tight writing to them, but like, I listen to them. Like I'm, I very observant. Like I live, listen to everything they say mm-hmm. and I take note of it in my head. You'll have to send me a list of people that you, that you like, that way I can put okay. it in the, in the description so people can, other people can also look up to them. Lots of podcasts, okay. know, channels, whatever. I love that. I love that. Hmm. I, recently was asked by a stylist who um I don't know who she is is she just mm-hmm. a stylist and it I guess yeah now I'm gonna ask your opinion about something because that made me think of I think that's what where this question came from so she asked me because I was invited by Eric Vaughn and Bellamy to do you know to go there I'm, lunch, I'm so amazing. jealous I was yeah. so jealous I wanted to be there well it was it was awesome it was incredible honestly cool. I don't that's the thing. I don't know why I got asked, but I don't know why, you know, like I, I love Eric. He's an incredible guy. Like the whole, the whole thing was incredible. Um, I ended up asking him and I was like, Hey, why'd you ask me? And he's like, Oh, I just love your personality. Whatever. That's besides the point. Yeah. I was asked by another artist um, in specific, how did you get invited to that event? Uh-huh. And I can't help, but look at the question as a, as not a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's been sitting on me and I've been wanting to talk about it on my, on my, on my platform to just say like, that is one thing you don't do, (laughs) even if you aspire to be them, right? Like you take advice from people who walk in those shoes. The one thing you don't do is address it like that. I feel like there was a better way to say, ask that, but it's also like, again, like, oh my God, I'm going (laughs) to, people are probably not going to like me for this, but whatever. Common sense is not common and I don't care. I I will say that like with certainty because I've been a server and now I'm a hairstylist. Common sense is not common. So I feel like also that question to me is like a dumb one. Like, what do you mean? Like this is, look at, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Right? I was like, I don't know how you want me to answer this. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, like I built this platform. Like, hello? Like, what? Like, I didn't just walk in here like... Like, oh, hey, uh, hey, can I get on the guest? Oh, what the fuck? No. Like, it, it, well, I worked. I don't know. Like, no. it, it, so, <laughs> so that I don't know. Right? That, that maybe that... 
I mean, we think of it because you're like, oh, like ask people, like you walk in the shoes and you're absolutely right. Cause I've done that with, I did that with Morella. I mean, fuck, I moved across the country to work with Morella because I wanted to yeah. work with her, you know? But that question, like, has really been sitting on me. Like, am I overthinking this? I'm like, no, there's no way. Cause I mean, I was like instantly like, I don't know. I just, I literally said, I was like, I don't know. I created genuine relationships online. And she, they were like, oh, okay, lol. And I was like, what else did you want me to fucking yeah. say? Yeah. Like, no, because again, like, it's like, what's not clicky? I don't care. I'm like, that's my personal assistant because these are the kinds of DMs that she answers now. And I'm like, thank God, because they were driving me nuts. I'm like, I I cannot be explaining adult things to adults. Like, that's... That's a good one. I can't explain adult things to adults. I know. I agree. I refuse. How has it it been with your personal assistant? Amazing. Okay, so um, I had posted, like, on my Instagram, like, Oh, like, um, if anyone wants a job as a personal assistant, reach out to me, you know, I was just going to start there, you know, and just look at applications and see, I was so lucky where, so the salon that I had worked at during beauty school as a receptionist, the girl who was a salon manager who hired me applied to be my assistant. And And I mean, she's ran the whole salon, you know, she did everything. She trained me as the receptionist and everything. So it was an immediate yes for me. And it really just worked out. Um, so I hired her and she's been the one showing me how to do my P&Ls, other things, like things that I would not have done without her. She's helping me right now do. And um, also with just answering messages for me, which has taken off a whole lot of stress mm-hmm. and um, time. So she's, she's doing all that, but that's how I know her and met her is she used to be my boss at the salon I worked at during beauty school. Dude, that is badass. I love her. (laughs) How much of a compliment is that to you though? It was such a full circle moment. Like I was like, and it worked out so well because, you know, she had just had her baby and she wanted to do remote and I didn't need someone to be in the salon with me. Like, and I already trusted her. Like, you know, like, like it was, it was an easy yes for me. I was like, this had to happen for a reason like you know it all the stars aligned in that but it was yeah it was an amazing feeling I was like wow like I didn't especially so early on in my career to be hiring someone that once hired me like that's so cool and crazy and it worked out well you should be proud of yourself it was cool it is cool (laughs) I mean that's teaching me so much so she is a blessing really yeah, but I mean what you put out into the universe is what you get back so I, I think that's just an accurate representation of you've really just immersed yourself into this career and you're getting the repercussions of it now a year later, you know, of just grinding it the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything to take away from this podcast, anyone who's listening is the road to success looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Victoria's road to success is very different from mine, different from Morella's, whatever. But the beautiful, the beautiful thing about all of this is that we all have collectively taken little bits and pieces from interacting from with like interactions like this to then build our own successes. So instead of looking at it as this threat or this, this competition or this bad thing, we've all mutually helped each other just rise to whatever stature you want. You know, I don't really believe that there's a top, but I believe that there's a level that which you are diehard comfortable with, you know, um, so something to remember with, with our community is our community is very small. And if you need help or if you want guidance or if you, you know, want to create connections, reach out to the artist. Don't ask them how they got invited to events. <laughs> but, 
I think the the biggest thing about all of this is, you know, I'm telling, I'm sitting here telling Victoria that I admire her and I admire her, her, her hard work and her, her efforts, her skills, her confidence. Um, and it's vice versa. We're having a conversation. So something to, I keep saying this and I drive this, I say this so much. She is community. She is not competition. She thinks the same way. Guys, it's important to create relationships with people in your industry that are like you. Yeah. So fucking important. And to take all the things that we're talking about, because this is free advice, and run with it. And remember that one time you listened to that podcast and you remember the things that you learned and how it it, it built your success. But you remember, oh, it was Griller Gun and uh Arsha Lisa G. Like that's that's the people that helped me and and help me create, help me design my career the way that I wanted to. Um, just remember that. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Just remember that. Um, but guys, I'm going to link all of her information down below. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of us rambling about different topics and different things. Um, and thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday to do this. Is there anything you want to leave us with, Miss Victoria? Thank you for following <laughs> me on TikTok and Instagram because I couldn't, I wouldn't have all these opportunities without you guys. So I appreciate that. See, look, look at this. It's incredible. I freaking love social media. Okay. Hustle culture is amazing. Only if you make it. Anyways. All right. Bye everyone. <laughs>